0: To the Creating Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kennedy. I'm the founder of Creating Strength and I'm a learning and leadership strategist. It's 2023. It's time for new goals, new challenges, and new opportunities. And I'm so thrilled that you stopped by today and wanted to take this first episode to reintroduce the podcast, but also tell you more about me and what exactly is Creating strength. And at the end, I'm also going to share a short message for all those haters and doubters out there. You know who you are. So let's get into this. I really cannot believe that it's already 2023. I mean, where does time go? 22 went by so, so fast. But here's the thing this year feels so different for me. I'm excited for many, many reasons, but I wanted to talk today about my journey and how this whole creating strength thing came to be. And I think some of the things I'm gonna talk about today might resonate with a lot of you out there who maybe didn't follow a conventional path. I've always, always felt as though I wasn't really following the rules. I wasn't doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And we all know in life, there's these unwritten rules, you know, when you're doing what's normal, and then when you're going against that norm, it's something you can feel. You just know that maybe there's eyes on you or you just, you're not really doing what everyone else is doing. Now, I grew up in a small town and when I graduated, I wanted to get as far away from my town as I could. But what ended up happening, which looking back is funny because I actually only moved about three hours away to go to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, can you relate? Um, I felt like everyone around me had it figured out. They knew what college they wanted to go to, and they'd probably known for a couple years. They knew what they wanted to major in, and then graduated in your typical four years. I, however, had no idea. I did not graduate in four years and it took me a whopping seven years. Thank you very much. I knew right away I wasn't following that conventional path or I wasn't normal. And it wasn't what life was supposed to look like for an 18 year old going to college. So I actually went and majored in psychology. And now the person that I am today would have loved majoring in psychology, but the person back then was following a path that other people wanted for me. My parents and my grandpa actually majored in psychology, and so I thought maybe that's what I was interested in. And I was not prepared at all for college. And since I was following a path that somebody else wanted for me, it just didn't feel right. And... It's not what I wanted. I did make it through that first year, but ended up transferring to a different school for year number two. In my second year of college, I was determined to make the cheer squad, something I was very into at the time. And this particular school had a practice squad and I practiced all the time. I practiced with the the practice squad and I practiced on my own. I was constantly working on making this dream happen. I was also trying to teach myself back handsprings. And if you're a gymnast or know anything about that, once you're an adult, it's not so easy to convince your adult brain that you should be flying backwards. You're pretty much saying to yourself, I'm going to break something. So how about we not do that? After a while, I knew that making the squad was a pretty far-fetched dream still trying to figure out what I wanna major in and what I wanna do with my life, I wasn't putting all that much energy into school. And I ended up transferring again to my third school where I found what I really wanted to do. And it was only by chance that the school counselor that I found had recommended our particular program. This was at the University of Nebraska Kearney. She told me about a program called Organizational Communications, and this is where I truly found what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. Little did I know that was where the journey was just beginning. Not only that, I had some pretty amazing teachers that opened up my perspective in a way that's truly helped me be who I am today. Through all of that, And with several breaks in between, you can see why it took seven years to graduate. I'm like, you know, I see all these people and they're graduating, they're getting jobs, getting married right after college, and they're checking things off the list. They're just going down and doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, but not me. I'm still in school, still trying to graduate and still trying to find myself along the way. And there was a lot of times where I got to be honest, I felt lost. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but it's kind of hard. And you're trying to figure yourself out what you're supposed to be doing. And, and it's funny because once I got to that third school, that's where I started truly discovering um, the things that I was passionate about. And I started to not feel so lost anymore. I discovered fitness and working out, teaching. And how passionate I was for helping others and it really began to come together for me and I'm one of those people that really really believes that everything happens for a reason it really does and if you take anything away from this episode today I hope you understand that really life is a series of events we are not in control of everything But at least try to recognize every moment and every event that's ever happened in your life. Ask yourself, where did it lead you? Do you feel like you are where you're supposed to be? It's pretty powerful to see all the steps I've taken and where it's led me today. I honestly would not be who I am today without all the experiences that I've had. And and I personally wouldn't have met my husband if I didn't end up at that third school. The truth is, it's tough being young. You don't know who you are yet. And once I graduated, I decided to take this leap into entrepreneurship, running my own biz. And at the time, I was actually an assistant manager for the buckle. But I decided right after graduating that I was going to go all in and give it everything that I had. Still feeling like I'm breaking all these unwritten rules and thinking about how I didn't, you know, graduate in four years. I didn't get married right after college. Many of the people around me were, once they graduated, they were getting married. They were having kids right away. And that's not what me and my husband decided to do. We wanted to wait. And now I'm starting this business. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Well, little did I know where that one decision would take me. And I look back and I'm so thankful that I made that leap. It really was one of the scariest things that I have ever done. But there is nothing that will teach you more than trying to go out on your own and make it. And my business started with a boot camp. I contracted with the local gymnastics center and decided to start this fitness business where I could run my classes, be a personal trainer and get this thing off the ground. This was the chance where I would get to teach and get to help people. And that was something that I was super passionate about. And that's what I really wanted to do. And when I look back at that first decision to set that contract up with that with the gymnastics center, it was one of the smartest decisions actually that I made in the beginning because it was designed in a way where the owner of the gymnastics center, she gave me three months to get started. So it was a flat fee. And then after that, she would actually start earning a percentage from the amount of clients that I had. So it benefited her the more successful that I was. I was able to take on clients who needed less impact because they had um, bad knees or a bad back. And I could create workouts that were really joint friendly. So it was a win-win all around. But here's the thing, I was following my passion. And this decision came from actually One of the last classes that I had taken before I graduated uh, with one of the best teachers that I ever had, because believe me, it didn't, this decision didn't come on my own, um, graduating and then yes, I'm just going to start a business. Uh, this teacher had a lot of impact on me. She really challenged you to think outside the box and think like, if you could do anything, what would it be? And that was probably the, one of the first opportunities that I had with someone that was like, think bigger. Believe in yourself, you know, reach for the stars. Uh, because before that class and that teacher, they're just, I hadn't really thought about it. Hadn't thought about it in high school. Hadn't thought about it at the first two schools that I went uh, that I went to. And so taking my love for the gym and fitness and just, like I knew I wanted to help people. Uh, that decision was one of the most empowering things that I have ever done And that's why it sparked so many things after it, because I was following my passion. And following your passion, it's going to be the thing that probably you're really great at, the thing that makes you the happiest. It's what lights you up. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not doing hard things. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that in a minute. But all of that, every bit of that, following your passion is what God puts you on this earth to do and i remember the first day of my boot camp i had sent out a ton of marketing postcards and i was feeling really anxious cuz i'm like how am i going to get anybody to show up at 5:30 in the morning and how am i going to be able to charge the price that i want to charge and keep this thing going cuz you can get a client one month but how do you keep them you know month after month after month you need to keep you need to keep your revenue going up right but after I created, I created this great flyer, I was really proud of it, and my sign-up special, I ended up having five people that first morning, and that sparked so much. I mean, so much. Um, it really ultimately grew into one of the most popular fitness classes in town. There was nothing like it yet. And the interesting thing is, I I didn't know how to run a boot camp. Like nobody had taught me how to do this. I just knew what I loved, what I wanted to do was help people, and I had to figure out a path to do that. So that's the boot camp, teaching classes, and ultimately just running a business um, was the stuff that I had to do in order to do what I loved. And learning all of that along the way. And of course making mistakes. Um, but it was all good because I'm doing what I love and I'm putting the work in and I'm getting better and better at all the stuff that I'm not comfortable doing. The stuff that really challenges you, you know, I had to create websites. I had to build my own marketing. I had to figure out social media. I had to figure out how to be a secretary and an accountant and all of these things, and that's what they don't tell you when you go into business for yourself, that 90% of it isn't really gonna be doing what you love. It's everyday problem solving um, and just figuring out challenges along the way. And I was determined to make this business successful and do whatever it took. So I researched workouts. I researched how to make my own equipment, I actually figured out how to create my own sandbags, my own medicine balls, and weighted bars. Yep, it's actually true. I created my own equipment, and I used uh, actually colored duct tape sand. I used basketballs, and at the time, I drove this little black four-door HHR, and I would constantly drive around with these things in in my trunk because I didn't want to move them in and out. And... I was really resourceful. Was really creative. I did. I ended up creating like fifteen medicine balls for two hundred dollars, and something today I look back and I am super super proud of that. But the second thing is that there was a different workout every single day, and you know, as many years as I've been in the fitness industry and all the things that I know, there's not a lot of trainers that create different workouts every single day there is a lot of repeating and there's nothing wrong with that but that's what I prided myself on because I never wanted my clients to get bored and you know I was able to also change things on the fly so a lot of the clients that came to me like I said had joint issues or had different injuries and we had to work around those and I became very very good at adapting movements on the fly so if I had several people that just couldn't do a particular movement I was able to change the exercise in the moment and in a way that kept their heart rate up. And so ultimately, through this whole fitness journey, running my boot camp, personal training, I realized I'm just like teaching is my jam. I love to teach. It's something that I didn't realize until about 10 years later. Um, I also got really good at a lot of other things. Like I said, running a business, you're doing all of the back end work and problem solving. And through designing websites and figuring out all the things, I actually figured out how to create ebooks. And so I ended up writing seven ebooks. Um, I started online training clients for competitions before it was cool, before coronavirus hit and online trading really um, expanded. So you really don't go into being a business owner being great at all of these things. Um, it's all they're all things that you have to figure out. You by the time you get into all of it, you end up holding the title of CEO, director, executive VP, um, chief financial officer, accountant, coach, leader, friend, counselor, and then my uh, personal favorite, lady boss. So. It's odd, but I, I ultimately discovered that this non-conventional path where I felt I'm not normal, this, this path that I was following, it's leading to something so much bigger. And I think that one of the biggest mistakes that I made was comparing myself to other people that all of those folks who were, they went to college, they knew what they wanted to major in and they graduated in four years and they got married, don't compare yourself to all the other people. And I know we've all heard that, but that's one of the biggest mistakes that I made because it made me feel less than And it kind of messed with my confidence. And second mistake being that I labeled myself during the time you know, running my training business that I'm a personal trainer. I'm just a personal trainer. And that word just is super powerful. When you insert that, into a label, it devalues yourself the instant that you put it there. And so I, I kind of thought of myself as less than when I did that. I'm just a personal trainer. And I trained a lot of people that I, I respected so much amazing, amazing women, doctors, nurses, um, nurse practitioners. And I looked up to them in a way. I'm like, they're so smart and they're so successful, but I'm just the personal trainer. And, you know, comparing yourself never does any good. And thinking of yourself is less than never does yourself any good. And so if I could go back and tell my younger self anything, I would tell her, you're amazing at what you do. You're a professional. You are an expert. And nobody can do what you do. And I think for what it's worth, one of the things I had going for me and and why I was so successful is because even though I had that mindset, the other part of my mindset was, you know, I know that there is no other personal trainer in town that can do what I do. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to offer the best services, the best training programs, And that was my aim. I knew that was my mission. I had a vision and nobody could compete with that. And when people come to me, I knew they would be getting the best services in town because I care. And that was something I was super proud of. And I didn't give them uh, my clients cookie cutter programs, always going above and beyond. And that gave me the confidence um, to be who I was and run the business that I wanted. Now, my special sauce, I always say, was because I truly cared um, and I did go above and beyond. But if you fast forward 10 years and now it's time to sell the business. And one of the hardest decisions that I have ever made in my life was making the decision to sell something that I have put my blood, sweat and tears into for an entire decade. But it wasn't, it just wasn't working anymore. I had two kids at the time, I had a ton of clients, um, opened up a big gym space, and my energy was not the same as it was 10 years ago. I didn't feel the same. I just didn't have the energy to keep building it up anymore. And so my husband and I sat down, we made the tough decision to say, hey, I think it's time to take a leap, take a leap of faith and a big step forward. So We did end up selling, we ended up moving to a new city and finding jobs in the corporate world. And I ended up getting hired at a wonderful, wonderful company, but ended up feeling really insecure. And I hate admitting that. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing and I was so used to being the expert in my field for so long that again, now I find myself back to that, I feel lost. How am I back at this point where I feel lost? But because I was starting this, what I've always called my chapter two, chapter one was my business. It was figuring things out and really honing my craft as a teacher. And now I'm in my chapter two and I got to figure it all out again. At the time, I considered myself an expert in the fitness industry. You know, I know nutrition, I know how to set goals and I know how to create programs And even though I'd written books and built different websites, there's a lot of skills that I had, but I didn't feel like I was worthy yet to be where I was. And so when I started working in corporate America, this feeling of being lost felt awful. And I wasn't necessarily doing what I was passionate about, but I'll tell you one thing. I was super lucky in the job that I found. Uh, I was able to teach and create and develop things that I loved and work with amazing people. I had an amazing manager and ended up making friends and just, I felt like I belonged. just didn't have any confidence. So um, it was a tough time, but again, everything happens for a reason and I was right where I was supposed to be. So to feel as though I'm starting all over, that was truly difficult. I hadn't spent the last 10 years on the corporate ladder, but now all of a sudden I'm on that ladder and I've got to figure out how to climb up. Not only that, I also felt this deep desire to find my passion again that I had when I was a personal trainer and to find that drive again. And here's the thing about my personality, because I'm not going to play the corporate game. I've got to tell you, Interviewing for jobs uh, when I first started out was really, really hard because people looking at your resume and looking at your experience on a piece of paper, they don't necessarily know what to think about that because again, it's not conventional and it's, it's just really hard to explain to someone all the things that you were. And then I think people also prejudge you that you're just not going to be good in in an office setting that maybe if you ran your own business, then that's where you belong. So I was stuck in this place where I had to figure out how to translate what I did to something that was easily understandable. And remember those unwritten rules I talked about at the beginning of the episode. This is one of those things. People hiring managers, you know, they want to see certain titles. They love seeing titles and projects that they can relate to but honestly being a business owner and the projects that I did as an owner don't translate the same way so it's hard to interpret and I I just truly believe that hiring managers don't quite know how to take that and so in the corporate world it's a little bit hard to understand really what goes into running a business if you've never experienced it before but like I said before I was I was everything. I was a manager for 10 years. I've been a leader, but it doesn't look the same way as if you put on your resume manager of XYZ. Uh, So I think through that transition, that's where I lost my confidence because I've been doing this for so long and I feel like I'm really great at it. And I know I've got the skills, but it's tough to get someone to look at your resume and say that you're worthy. And so, then once you find that job, now like you're trying to prove yourself that you're worthy of being there. At least that was the case for me and how I felt. Now, luckily, I did. I found my place and I am so thankful for that opportunity because, again, it just launched me to where I am at today. It helped me find my fire again, my passion. So, again, everything happens for a reason. The starting over part was hard, but then I compared myself to other people who had more experience and I would go back and tell my myself, don't do that. (laughs) Like that's a mistake. Stop comparing yourself. Everyone's journey is different. And if you've ever heard the term, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Yep. That's what I was doing. This was my chapter one and I was comparing myself to folks who had been in the biz for a really long time and after a while, then I decided to go back to school and get my master's. That was one of the best decisions that I made because here I am not following the conventional path where, you know, those folks I told you about who went to school, got married, they also went and got their master's right away. And so I'm almost 40 and I'm deciding to go back to school. And through all of those experiences and the trials and tribulations of running that biz, and then to start all over again as a beginner in the corporate world, it's really led me to this point today. And it's because I followed my gut. It's because I followed my passion. And you know, your body will tell you a whole lot. Your stomach, if you listen to it, will tell you the right decision to make. Does it feel right? Does it not feel right? So you've got to follow your heart and trust your gut. Let me tell you. Those of you out there who might be wondering what the right decision is to make at any given time, just take a second and figure out what does it feel like to you? And last year I hired a career coach and she gave me so much good advice, but she also helped me find myself and find that drive again and figure out where I was doubting myself and how to overcome that, and then really take the next step. And don't worry, I'm actually going to include her on the description of today's podcast. Uh, If you're interested in hiring a career coach, I highly recommend her. So realizing what I'm passionate about and what I should be doing, I had to first stop doubting myself, stop comparing myself to anyone and anything, And I also had to stop listening to these voices saying, well, you're not ready for that. You know, you need to read another book. You need to take another class. You need to get a few more years of experience in the corporate world until you're deemed ready. I had, I had made these unwritten rules for myself because that's what society does to us. Like, We let people label us as an expert. We let others judge us and deem us worthy, and we shouldn't be doing that. It's a mindset that drove this first podcast episode because I consider myself an expert exactly where I'm at today. Even though my life, my path, and my journey wasn't conventional, it doesn't mean I'm not an expert. And I am the only one who gets to judge that, nobody else. You know, everyone has an opinion, Everyone has a judgment, and of course, everyone is entitled to that. But let me tell all of you out there, don't let somebody else put a label on you. Don't let their opinion affect the decisions that you make. And I think one of the biggest things I did last year and why this year feels so different is I feel like I broke free from that, that last year I was making decisions based off of other people, and I was trying to make other people happy, and I was placing all of these unwritten rules on myself and my decisions were affected. I wasn't taking the leaps that I wanted to take because I felt like I got to do this first. I got to, you know, do another 5 years here, I got to do this and then I can call myself an expert. Then I can call myself a learning and leadership strategist. But the truth is, my experiences are just as valid as somebody else with 15 to 20 years in the corporate world, everyone's journey looks a little bit different. But when you look at the world today and how judgy, how how people can be so judgmental and so opinionated, you end up letting others define who you are. So I've always wondered who truly gets to define whether or not you are an expert. And I would argue this. It's the client who's thinking about hiring you. Remember when I started my fitness business, I didn't know how to sell. I had sold, you know, through previous jobs, but really starting that business was all about selling myself. I had to figure out how do I convince someone to hire me? And that was a lot of, I worked with uh, a lot of interns and I trained a lot of other personal trainers. And one of the things that they would always look at me to just could not figure out for the life of them why, oh, hey, I've graduated. Now, why aren't people flocking to me to get trained? And I always had to enlighten them and saying, because you got to sell yourself. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. You're going to have to sell yourself in order for them to sign up for your services. And then you need to ask for reviews. And so that's part of it. Right? Like you have to figure out how to sell yourself in any business, in any corporate job. When you're going out on interviews, you have to figure out what it is. Why do they want me? Why do they want my services? Am I offering something different? And that's who I argue. It's the client. The client gets to define what kind of an expert they're looking for. Nobody else. So I will be judged only by those people. The person with 50 years of experience isn't automatically the best person for the job. The person with a specific, you know, X, Y, Z title, they're not automatically the best person for the job. These unwritten rules really bind us in such a negative way. And I want to take this opportunity, the manager that actually ended up hiring me, I owe her a big thanks if she is listening today, because she took a leap of faith where I, it wasn't shown, I don't think, on my resume, and I probably didn't show the most confidence in my interview, but I owe her a debt of gratitude because she was a manager that challenged me, but she took a leap of faith in hiring me, and it was a huge step, again, to sitting here today and you know, feeling the way that I feel. So recognize those people in your life that take leaps of faith in you, the ones that believe in you, the ones that support you, and make sure you thank them because there's going to be plenty of people out there that judge you. There's going to be people out there that when you make big decisions and you go after it and, you know, you, you are going against the unwritten rules and you're not following the norm, they're going to judge you and they're also going to hope that you fail. And that's a little sad, isn't it? Hoping that somebody fails I mean, I want to sit here and believe that that's not a thing, that there aren't people out there just waiting for you to fall flat on your face. But that's okay. They're going to be there and we're just going to leave them be. But if you're thinking about taking a big step, don't think about the haters, don't think about the doubters, and you just do it anyway. Because all the big steps in my life where I've gotten the most reward and the best feeling and biggest returns or when I followed my passion, and I listened to my gut, and I just went after it. Because I'll say it a million times, that thing that you're really great at, the thing you're passionate about that lights you up, that's what God puts you on this earth to do. It's okay to be scared. And in fact, I used to tell my clients this all the time, that if you're a little afraid, that's good. You should chase that fear. Everything that I've ever been afraid of, I've always felt like, yep, that's what I should be chasing after. I need to overcome that fear because anytime that I have, that's where I've gotten the absolute biggest reward was overcoming something that I was afraid of. Like for instance, starting a podcast. Uh, When I did my first episodes a couple years ago, I was so nervous and every interview that I did, I was really anxious, but I ended up being able to look back on that, and I was so proud of everything that I overcame and the interviews that I did. I got a lot of information. I felt like I learned from everybody. So if you're scared, you just do it anyway. You don't wait for someone else to say yes or wait for somebody else to tell you that you're worthy. You don't wait for someone to say, okay, yep, now you're an expert. I've had many moments where I was terrified by trusting my gut, absolutely terrified times where I would sit on the couch and I would think, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get customers. And, a la- and last year, a wise woman told me to take your brave next steps. So that's what I started doing. And that's how I started getting my confidence back. And I don't think anyone out there should apologize for having confidence to go after it. To have the confidence in something that you know you're good at and that you know is your passion. If you believe that you're an expert and you have something to offer that others don't, go after it, do it. I'm confident in the fact I can look at anything and find the gaps and problems and create a solution for that. I'm very strategic, but I'm also very passionate about leadership. And when I look back on the business that I built before and the one that I'm building now, creating strength, that it feels right. And that for the time that I was running my fitness business, I was leading, managing, and coaching my clients. It brought me to this point today because I was creating visions, plans, goals, and moving people towards the future that they envisioned for themselves. I got to know my clients on a personal level and became friends with many of them. But it was all about goal setting and reaching those goals and accountability. And that's leadership, folks. That is leadership. So here's creating strength. I realized not too long ago that what I did as a personal trainer should be replicated in the organizational environment. Creating visions, setting goals, creating plans and holding people accountable, that's something that your managers should be doing. That the companies that you work for have a responsibility to create an environment with a positive culture where they keep you engaged and you, you deserve a great leader. Everyone deserves a great leader, but so many people out there are just managing mostly because they're not getting the resources they need and no one's ever taught them. Most people don't get leadership development training until they're 42 and they've been in their position or with their company for 10 years and that's just too late. So I'm over here Building up the business, creating strength to change the landscape of corporate America. I'm building this thing because I believe, again, everyone deserves a great leader, but also everyone has the ability. Everyone has the ability to be a great leader. We all deserve to feel good about our work. We spend a third of our life working, if you can believe it, 90,000 hours. That's crazy. So organizations really need to step up, take care of their people, and I'm determined to change the way organizations show up for their employees, and that starts with leadership development training. And so I'm going to share my journey with you here on the podcast, and I'm going to interview leaders, business owners, and bring you stories of struggle and stories of triumph, women supporting women, tips and tricks on how to build your confidence, and also how to be a great leader. How do you facilitate or better yet, how do you start teaching and stop facilitating? We're going to talk about lots of stuff on this podcast, and I am super excited to bring you this journey, but I want you to remember, follow your passion, trust your gut. All right. If you have made it this far, I can't thank you enough for stopping by and listening to the Creating Strength podcast, episode number one. We've got lots more episodes coming your way. If you want to learn more about my services, you can head on over to my website, moreinandreakennedy.com, or you can visit my blog website, which is creating creatingstrengthllc.com. Thanks for stopping by. Until next time.